Hey, welcome to Tune Time, bringing you Newcastle United news and discussion. So this is the um, the post-match review of our game against Crystal Palace yesterday. The one 0 draw. No, not the one one. No, no draw. You see, thinking goals went in. There were no goals, unfortunately. So um, yeah, you might as well get the big issue out of the way first. That VAR, VAR decision, which has a uh, Word up everyone throughout the country that the VAR is being poorly implemented by these referees and the um, support staff. It's it's becoming uh, endemic of the poor refereeing standards of the Premier League. These guys are actually full-time professionals and their standards are quite poor. It's, they're quite inconsistent. They're not applying the laws correctly a lot of the times. They're not looking at things from as many angles as possible. I mean, they have cameras. So the fact that the referee yesterday only got to see one when the commentary team for the match was able to see multiple is ridiculous in its, in and of itself. So I don't know what, what they're going to do because I've heard today there's a review of um, PGMOL by the Premier League but it's, they don't hold themselves accountable so there's going to be no issue found even though the decision in the Newcastle game was terrible the, the decision in the Chelsea game yesterday was terrible as well that they said Jared Bowen fouled Edward Mendy when his leg did trail through but it was just coincidental or contact more than any type of foul. Mendy could have got up if he wanted to but he was never going to be able to stop um, the finish so I don't know where the referee came to that decision from but that that decision to, to not penalise Tyreek Mitchell for the push on Joe Willock yesterday was just was awful I don't know what the referee was looking at because even from the angle that he did watch it from, you can see there's a clear push on Joe Willock. He watches it in, I watched when they were watching him watching the screen and you can see the um, the movement by Joe Willock that his, his chest thrust forward and the only reason that happens is someone's pushed him in his back. So I don't know what they're going to do. But I feel like it's a very easy fix because somehow in Europe in, like in the Champions League or the major uh, international competitions VAR works and it works seamlessly within the game you know this so it seems to be that's a Premier League issue and that issue is the poor refereeing standards so there has to be something done because it, it's it's spoiling the spectacle because I've said this before but the referees are not supposed to be a detriment to the game. You're not even supposed to really notice the referee. That when they do their jobs correctly, they help the flow of the game. When they're calling the correct fouls, when they're making the correct decisions, they're, they're a bonus to the game because it's officiated correctly. But when you see decisions like that, it's, um, it's really disappointing and hard to take results, especially when they don't go our way. You know, but even if it was, if the coin was flipped and I saw something like that, I would have wanted to see 
Newcastle benefit from poor decision making. You know, it's it's not right. That's that's the whole point of a referee. It's a independent, impartial party who is officiating the game and making certain the correct decisions are made, whether um, the team I'm supporting benefits from it or not. And it's something that can't go on anymore. Because I've seen in some comments people are saying VAR should go. No, VAR must stay. Poor refereeing standards must go. That, that's what has to disappear, not the other way around. You know, video technology is implemented in multiple sports somehow and it's done well it's it's implemented in football well but it's just in the Premier League that it's, that it's done very poorly they put, put it into the game later than other countries and then the standards are awful considering that these guys are full-time professionals that's what really annoys me they get paid for this and they seem extremely amateurish so hopefully these issues get addressed in the coming months but I don't feel they will they probably just get rid of VAR which is actually a good system but it's just poorly utilised that's all so I'm um, onto the game it was a tough game yesterday we did dominate and we had the better chances especially the Isaac chance in the first half but it's just it was just one of those funny games where once again if we had our full complement of players I feel like we would have would have beat them but that's something that's gonna continue to improve having that uh, squad depth because everyone worked really hard yesterday especially considering the Anfield uh, game where they ran themselves empty I thought but they managed to recover quite well they didn't look gassed until like towards the end but still they, they um, kept Crystal Palace at bay they had a couple of chances but they were, Nick Pope dealt with them well once again showing why he's the number one at Newcastle now really solid in goal you know making good saves being just solid generally you, you can see more and more that relationship in the defences is getting stronger and that's going to be really important especially in games where we're missing key players as we're going to need to be strong defensively and the few chances that we do come our way we have to take them as I think Eddie Howe will probably be saying to Alexander Isaac um, today it would be on the Sunday he would have uh, maybe spoke to him in the post-match briefing that when these chances come just pick a corner and just bury it if the keeper makes a save so be it but you know his finisher was poor but you could see that he took a, a wrong line after one of his touches and it just made it quite difficult for him so I, I know he is definitely going to be scoring goals in the Premier League he, he's showing how dangerous he is off the shoulder he showed some really good touches yesterday he just looks a really quality player I can't wait till he links up with um, Callum Wilson, Sam Maximan and uh, Bruno Gimirash is it's going to be exciting, really exciting then and hopefully as the game, we've got a little bit more space between matches now so there's time for them to recover and time for the squad to recover as well so West Ham next week Sunday I feel like if we've got at least Sam Maximan and Bruno back they're going to be in for a real 
real tough game. So, um, I'm trying to think who else. Batman was quite good yesterday. He was uh, being quite dominant in, in defence, winning his headers. And Sean Longstaff was he was all right as the playing as the pivot. He needs to get more accurate with his passing and be a bit more um, sharper with some of his decision making. But overall, for me, he was very good. He well to me. I know some people weren't happy with him yesterday, but he causes ground really well. He's not really that. That's not really his position either. For me, he's better in the number eight type of role because he presses well. He's got a good engine and he gets from box to box. So I feel like that's where he's best utilized. But at the moment, it needs most, and he's proving why Eddie House said to give him a new contract as he's rotated into the squad, and he's been quite good as far as I'm concerned. Um, Joel Willock, he had a decent game as well. Joel Linton wasn't as good as he normally is in terms of um, his passing, but that work rate always makes up for it. He, he gets up and down, makes his interceptions, gets stuck in. That, that, that's what I want to see first and foremost, that the hard work he's put in and anything else is um, like a cherry on top. In attack, they, they, they endeavoured well, they worked hard. I'm running Frazier, you know, but you can tell there's a, a level, a difference between them and like Sam Maximan, that we do lose that that thrust and that cutting edge when he's available. But they worked really hard and, and they tried. Um, yeah, Kieran Trippier kept Wilfred Zaha quiet as well, which is a very tough task. And I don't really remember him having many chances, if any. He wasn't getting free, I know that much. And Matt Target done quite well as well with uh, Michael Alisi. And yeah, it was it was just a it was a steady performance. Like I said, once you have the quality back, it makes a big, big difference to the way we can play. And hopefully, if not this January, then the next summer window, we get more quality depth in. Because like when Elliot Anderson come on, he was quality. He was showing some good touches, good dribbles, winning free kicks. He just looks like he, he knows what he wants to do when he gets on the ball. He has a clear picture in his head. But um, in contrast, Jacob Murphy, well, I'm really, I don't know what to say about him at the moment. Because he looks, he looks like a deer in headlights any time he gets on the ball. And his confidence just seems, every time I see him, he's just withering away. There was one time where he got the ball and he should have just squared it. He had men in the box. If he got cleared by the man on the, by the first man, it's one of those things. It's fair enough. But he decides to check back and ends up losing the ball. They have a counter-attack. It's these decisions, it makes me wonder about him. Just make the decision, the correct decision. Keep it simple. I don't understand why he's trying to overthink things and do too much you know he's shown this constantly I remember last season I think it was against Watford he was through and goal he tries to chip the goalkeeper why are you doing that just keep it low and hard shoot for a corner if you miss fair enough but at least have a shot it's these these moments these um moments of poor decision making 
it just makes me look at him more and more and think the sooner you're gone the better and I don't like thinking that about players because I always feel a player can improve at any time but when I'm seeing him I'm just disappointed in the, the decision making it's just getting worse by the moment and it's not it's something that he needs to address he needs to look at his game and say why am I making these decisions when I'm in these moments or in these positions you know he needs to start looking at the video review of his game because when it comes down he's there to make an impact and at the moment he's a net negative he's not produced you know um, there's a metric in basketball called plus minus and right now he is not on the plus side of it he's very much a minus whenever I see him come onto the pitch and he has to figure out what he wants to do to be effective when it comes into the pitch and that's what the contrast between him who is a seasoned professional and Elliot Anderson who's a raw youngster coming to the team it's like chalk and cheese it's crazy Elliot Anderson is making the decisions I expect to see from Jacob Murphy and vice versa from Jacob Murphy's point of view he's just making these really poor decisions and he's a, there is a, a good player in him he has decent technique he's got speed you know he, he's a good he's a decent dribbler but he seems just to continually make poor decisions and it's something that doesn't really make sense to me he, he's always done this as well since when Rafa Benitez brought him into the, into the club because when he come from Norwich I thought oh, this player this is um he got his dream move as well which I didn't know at the time as he was a Newcastle fan but I thought when he was at Norwich he looked decent but from what I've seen it's totally the opposite it's quite poor yeah so um all in all it was a good performance and uh well not good it was steady but it's just one of those things anyway thank you for listening once again wherever you are have a good morning afternoon evening or night